Sunday morning, Daniel, Parak Dalid, Pasik Chafei. We're up to uh, a very fascinating part of the story here with Daniel. <laughs> okay, so if you remember, what, what, where we're up to over here is that Nebuchadnezzar had now experienced a bunch of miracles, right? He saw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego survive the fire. Hanani, Mishal, Azariah, he saw them survive that fiery furnace. Um, he saw Daniel interpret multiple dreams of his. Uh, he's seen that the, the God of, of the Jewish people is, is supreme is the strongest but yeah, last week you sang the song for us I don't, no, I don't know the song you know the song you're going to have to you, sing the song sing, I'll tell you what you sang you sang Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon Shadrach Meshach Abednego there you go I never sang that you're going to have to teach it to us I don't know that yet we're getting there okay so yeah so um, so now Nebuchadnezzar Nebuchadnezzar writes a letter to his, all of his people, right? Nebuchadnezzar was king of the world. He, he was ruler of the entire world. And he, he pens a letter, he writes a letter which they post on all, you know, bulletin boards around the world uh, talking about the following, this story that, he, that happened to him in which also he comes another time to the recognition of how unbelievable Hashem is. Okay, so so far we just talked about the dream that he had. Do you remember? Does anyone remember? He saw a tree, and the tree was a tremendous tree, and it grew so it grew very high, and it was fruitful, and all the people were everybody was sustained by the tree, and the and the roots were banded and were bonded in the ground. Remember, there was like a ring of copper or something around them holding them tight. And then a malach came from Shemayim and said, "Cut down the tree," and. And um, until seven periods will pass over it, and all the all everyone who benefited from, benefit from it will no longer benefit. So Daniel interpreted the dream to mean that Nebuchadnezzar um, is going to go crazy. He's going to lose his sanity. He's going to act like an animal. He's going to walk on all fours. He's going to not shower, and he's not going to cut his hair. And he already well, I think he was already short. Yeah, he was always short. So now, uh, this is post facto, after this whole story happened, Nebuchadnezzar is writing this letter. <coughs> That's alright. I'm not saying much. I'm saying look at the cake. <laughs> See what the cake's doing to me? Cool. Huh? Man? Does it look like I can force him? <laughs> You have, you have, you have the steamroller. Okay. Scott, yeah, be careful. We're recording. He's giving his piece of cake. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're on, we're in Parak Dalit Pasuk Chafei. So Nebuchadnezzar is writing this letter to all the people again. So he say, tell him about the dream that he had and Daniel's interpretation of the dream, which was that you're going to go crazy, Nebuchadnezzar. And Daniel gave a suggestion. This is what we ended off with yesterday. Daniel gave a suggestion at the end of the dream, which was if you want to prolong the, uh, the effects of the dream, which were, right, the dream was saying that he was going to go crazy. If you want to delay that, 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 uh, that punishment which is coming upon you, what you should do is redeem your sins through righteousness and iniquities through kindness to the poor. Get stuck up, right? This is we we say this also that the way to bring about the geula is through tzedakah, through ma'asim right? Through giving uh, charity to the poor. 
So Daniel suggested to Nebuchadnezzar, if you want to, uh, if you want to delay the uh, this this insanity from falling upon you, this is what you should do. Okay, so that's what we're up to right now. So Nebuchadnezzar heeded Daniel's advice. He listened. And he became a different person. Nebuchadnezzar was a wicked, right? He was a... Nebuchadnezzar was a... What does the song say? He was the king of Babylon. Oh, don't say he was a wicked king. No, it wasn't, he didn't say in the song he was a wicked king. But he was a wicked king. He was an achzar. He was a horrible, arrogant man. And um, Daniel's advice, it, it, you know, he took it to heart. And he became charitable. And he would set up a special time every day to give out tzedakah to the poor. This is Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babel. And um, so here, this is what happens now. Pasuk Chafei 25. There's, there's an interesting piece here. Go for it. In the, in the venue, that Daniel, Daniel was convinced that Nebuchadnezzar would get his punishment anyway since he, was, he would not be able to preserve his philanthropic way. Okay, exactly. Because it was so foreign to his Exactly, life. yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that, I think, in the coming Sukkim as well. Right. We were talking about last week because we ended, if, if Daniel did the right thing by giving Nebuchadnezzar advice. This is like unsolicited <laughs> advice. Was it a chet? This is the same thing that Yosef did. Very good. Very true. That's a great parallel. Yosef also saw something in the dream, though, which indicated to him that he should give advice. So the other question is, 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 is this something that's bothering me? Daniel, uh, uh, reincarnation of Joseph. Well, we've, yeah, we we mentioned that. We're still waiting for a source for that. Yeah, I don't know yet. We don't. We, I, it definitely seems like there's a lot of overlap in there. Similarities. Yeah, a lot of similarities. Okay, pasukafei. All of this befell Nebuchadnezzar the king. So again, Nebuchadnezzar is writing this. Right? Remember, he's writing this letter to the people and he's saying this dream which I had and which Daniel interpreted to be meaning that I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to you know, eat grass and I'm going to be uh, be like a wild animal. It happened. Where is this Chola? Where did you, where'd you read that? The what? Which you just read, Chola? Uh, Kilomata. Kilomata. That's not Chafei, though. That's Chafei and then Chafav. This is Chafav. There you go. Okay, so it all befell in Muchanetzar. Liktas, 26. Chafav. Liktas, Yarchin, Trey Osar. After 12 months, Al Hechal Malchus. So now is the story. How did this happen? Remember, Muchanetzar is a great king. He's a powerful king. I wouldn't say a great king. He's a powerful king, king of the world. And all of a sudden, this befalls him. Here's the story. Nebuchadnezzar was walking on top of the royal palace of Bavel. So, I don't know anything uh, historically. I was trying to look this up a little bit last night. But there is one of the uh, seven wonders of the world, is the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. So the Pasuk says he was walking on top of the palace. I was wondering if that had something to do with maybe, what was there to do on top of the palace? So it's actually very unclear exactly where the, uh, which king of Babel, which king in Babylon had the hanging gardens. But if it was at Nebuchadnezzar's time, maybe that's, maybe there was like a whole complex garden system which which was on his roof as well and he was able to appreciate that on the roof. Um, was that Nebuchadnezzar? It could be. It could be. Yeah. I don't have It's been a while. It's been too long. Nebuchadnezzar, right? Yeah, it could be. It could be. 
Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 Well, no, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah. We're gonna talk about it right now. Let's talk about it. Did you say Nebuch? Nebuch. Nebuch Hanetzer. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, so listen to this. So this is a lot. There's a lot of uh, commentary over here. Why was it for 12 months? His, his, uh, his, right? Daniel had said that some bad stuff is coming to Nuhanetzar, and the pasuk saying Yarchin Trey Asar 12 months later. 12 months later, he got a 12 month reprieve. Right, he was off the hook for 12 months because of his stuck-up. Could he have continued? Had he continued in his ways? Would he have continued to delay the decree, or was this 12 month period the max that he could have gotten? Uh, to, to, to exempt him from his punishment. So the Gemara, the Gemara says that from this story we see a, a scary thing. That if there's a Zardin, if there's some sort of negative uh, decree against a person that can't be rescinded, it's there, it's set, that's going to be your decree. The maximum time that one could delay that Zardin, that decree, is 12 months. That's it. After 12 months, it's going to come regardless of how, how the person is performing. And we see that from the Nebuchadnezzar, the Gemara says. We see that since the Navi highlights the fact that it was 12 months later, we're not really talking about specific times here. In the story of Nebuchadnezzar, you know, there was for a long time he was king, and then all of a sudden, in a specific amount of time, 12 months later, so the Gemara finds significance in that. This is in Babli and in Yushalmi, that you could see from here that uh, the maximum time that a person could delay a decree from Hashem against them is only from uh, is only for 12 months. It says at the beginning of the commentary over here it's uh, scripture seems to indicate that Nebuchadnezzar kept up his spelling. Right, right. He would have been able to. He would have been able to. Indefinitely. Right, right, okay, that's a good point. So that the Gemara learns not like that. That's probably the Malbim's shot, I would assume. Right, that's there. Isn't that the Malbim safer? No. So the Rambam says that. That's, is that the source of... Okay, so it seems like there's a machokus about that. But the, that's what the Gemara at least says. But listen to this. Because Nebuchadnezzar is going to do something wrong now. We're about to see in the coming psukim. He's going to say something which is haughty, which is gaivadik. It's coming from a bad place. And that's really what's going to bring about his punishment. So according to this Gemara... This is a fascinating thing. According to this Gemara, that his max amount of time to push off the decree was 12 months, that means that Hashem had to arrange that Nebuchadnezzar was going to say something bad so that now he'll be punishable because the 12 months were up. It's almost like Paro, whose heart got hardened to the extent that he was no longer able to uh, to survive, right? Ralph, he had no choice anymore. Basically, right? was taken away. Exactly. He got, he got 12 months of reprieve. He was able to push it off for 12 months. But once those 12 months were up, <laughs> something was going to happen. Hashem was going to make him trip up some way so that now the uh, punishment would be able to come. So why do you have to trip up at all? Why can't Hashem just punish him right then and there? There was always the concern that people would say this is just a natural, uh, you know, people it happens sometimes. People lose their sanity. It had to be clear to people. It had to be clear. Hashem wanted to make it clear that this is a punishment. So Hashem made Nebuchadnezzar say something haughty so that now he would be punished. Just walking on the roof of his palace. This is what brought it about. This is the downfall of Nebuchadnezzar. Right. Just an open statement. Can he be talking to anybody? It's similar. Right. Right. Where did he say? Well, we'll see. We'll see in the next Pasuk what he said exactly. But, yeah, but he said something which brought about his downfall. Well, what did he say? Oh, you have you said? Not yet. Right now.
Fine. So Chav Zayin. So what did he say exactly? What what brought him down? Twenty-seven. Onay Malkav Amar. So the king Nebuchadnezzar uh, proclaimed and said, "Haloidogi Bavel Rabsa." This is the great. The great empire of Bavel, the Anovinaisa, the Vase Malchu that I that I built, I have built into this royal house. Biskov Chisni Velikor Hadri with my strength and my glorification uh, of all this beautiful. You know, he's saying, "Look what I've done! Look what look at my actions have done!" He's he's uh, praising himself. He's saying, "I'm I'm amazing! I look what I look what I created," and it was that act of. Gaiva, which brought down his downfall. Rashi brings a fascinating story, a little backstory here. What was happening? He was actually on the roof, and he heard uh, he heard like a commotion down at the bottom of his palace, and he asked his attendant, "What, what, you know, what's happening?" I think this comes from a medrash, and the attendant says, "It's the time that you designated, you know, in the past year, Nuhanetzar had become a changed man. He had designated a specific time to give out tzedakah to Aniyim." So he said, "This is your time now. You, this is your, you know, this is the time. Daniel are down there waiting for your gifts, and because his twelve-year time, his twelve-month time was up, Nebuchadnezzar no longer was interested in giving tzedakah to Daniel. And he said, you know, I don't need, I don't need them. They're, uh, they're not gonna. I'm not giving to them anymore. Um, right. This is he proclaimed. Look what I should waste my time with these poor people. Look what I'm accomplishing. I'm building the empire of Babel, the empire of Babylon. I can't waste my time with poor, poor people who who want tzedakah. I'll quickly forget. Exactly right, and that was what brought about. From there, we'll see the uh, the punishment was quick and coming. Okay, Pasuk Chavchas twenty-eight. The words were still in the mouth of the king Nebuchadnezzar. And a voice fell from heaven. Loch, Amrin Nebuchadnezzar Malka. To you, King Nebuchadnezzar, we say, Malchusa Ados Minach, the kingdom has departed from you. You are no longer king. Who said that to him? Uh, a voice came from heaven. Oh. Yeah, Baskal. So it's interesting that um, I saw they say um, that, uh, you know, each. Each kingdom, each uh, nation of the world has a governing angel on top of it. And before the... the Except. What? Except for the Jewish people, right. And before the nation falls, their governing angel falls first. Kol, that word Kuf Lamed, is actually the name, this is what Chazal say, is the name, this word right here, is the name of the of the angel, is the Sar of Bavel. So Kol min Shomayim Nefal, Kol, the angel Kol, fell out of Shomayim, Meaning, Bavel took a hit because it's it's Sar, it's Malach who governed over it, uh, uh, fell down. Isn't that interesting? So that's hinted to in the pasuk over here that it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just that Nebuchadnezzar went down. Actually, the the governing angel over Bavel fell as well. But it wasn't permanent. We'll see. He'll get his kingdom back. When it says Bas Kol, usually does it mean like Kol or something else? I mean. Is it the same thing or not? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I would assume that it's the same thing. I would assume. And why do we say Bosco? Maybe that's maybe that's how Chazal know that this is not a classic. This is not to be read simply. Kol min shamayin nafal that it a Bosco. Chazal would have said Bosco min shamayin nafal. Maybe I'm not sure. It's a Gemara. It's a Gemara that says it. Oh no no, it's a medrash. After we destroyed the basement. Yeah, yeah, a few years after already, right. Okay. 
So the, the heavenly voice proclaimed, Nuharetsa, um, the kingdom is being is being taken away from you. Not only are you losing the kingdom, you're going to be driven from mankind. You're not going to even be amongst human beings anymore. You're going to you're going to walk with with the animals, with the wild beasts. You're going to eat grass like, a, like an ox. And seven periods of this. We talked about last time if it's seven years or seven seasons. But seven something, seven time periods are going to pass over you in this state. Until you come to the recognition of who is the true ruler over mankind, of the, the kingdom of men, and how Hashem has the ability to give and take the kingdom from whoever He wishes. And you think you were this king who was building Bavel by yourself, you don't realize that actually Hashem was the one who was letting you do it the whole time. What's this towards you? The what? We. we. Why does it keep saying we? It's, it sounds like, I mean, there's a malach, there's a basketball coming out. So it sounds so like there a was messenger. a... He would say, yeah. Hashem is driving you out. Or whatever it is. Good question. Not I. When, when, when Malak says that I'm going to punish by, by law, he got in trouble. He got in trouble. Yeah. It's a good question. It's a good question. You hear what I really was asking? The, the psukim seemed to indicate that the Malak was, was joining forces with Hashem. Hashem wasn't doing this on his own. He kept saying, We will take the kingdom from you. We are driving you away from mankind. The only thing I can think of right now off the spot, I don't have a good answer for you, but keep in mind who's writing this. This is Nebuchadnezzar's letter to the people. This is not Anshay Knesset Agdola's... This is not anybody in, in the Jewish people who wrote this. This is the exact text from Nebuchadnezzar's letter to the people. So maybe we're not as responsible. I mean, Nebuchadnezzar thought that Hashem wasn't working on his own. Hashem was working with, with a Bezdin. I mean, sometimes Hashem does work with his Bezdin. He goes with his Pamalia Shamala. Sometimes he works with the Bezin. But Nuhanetz is writing this, not Najik okay. Sagdola. Um, we'll see there's going to be. writing this after the fact. After the fact. So, so really. So this is, there's a big time period here. There's seven time periods. Whatever it is, whatever exactly. It is. He's writing about the story that had happened, right. Even though at the end, though, uh, there's a little bit of a question what I'm saying. He does come to the recognition that Hashem is the Melech Malchem Lachem. So if that's the case, when he's writing the letter, still, then he is quoting what, what he, he thought, thought back before. then. He's telling over the story. The okay, that could be. So he had had enough of his intelligence. Oh, we'll see. Not, he got even more intelligence back. Yeah, he went back to full strength and more at the end of this experience. Yeah. But can you imagine, like, this is the king of the world, and then he, grow, he, he, he goes into the field, and he starts eating grass, and he's walking on all fours, and his hair grows long, and his fingernails are, he's unkempt, and like, he's the king of the world. And then all of a sudden, he snaps out of it, and he's back in the palace. Right, right. It's interesting to see a parallel there, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. He, said, he said he was, it was, it was one of the things that Don was saying kept on standing. Wow. Wow. Unfortunately, well.
unfortunately for him, or fortunately for him, uh, he met his demise. Right, right. Just like Nebuchadnezzar did. He was hungry. Eventually. Okay. He was publicly hungry. Right, right. I don't know. We'll find yeah. out. But and there was Vizio. Ne Nebuchadnezzar was No, 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 no. The thing. The, the other one. 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 The so Nebuchadnezzar is saying this is now everything started happening to him. Pasuk Lamid, 30. Ba'ashaso, Milsa Safas on Nebuchadnezzar. At that moment, the decree fell upon Nebuchadnezzar as he said these words. He said, uh, what do I have to be busy with these poor people for? I'm, I'm busy building Bavel. I'm, so, I'm, much, I'm, I'm much better than helping the, the, the little poor people. At that moment, all this, these, uh, all this, the dream, all the, all the negative, right, it all fell upon him. Uminsare Kinishan Riva, and his hair. Um, do I skip? Yeah, I skip. Uminanosha Trid, he was driven from mankind. But I don't think anybody drove him. I think he himself didn't feel comfortable amongst mankind anymore. Viispa Kisarin Yaelchel, and he started eating grass. Umital Shemaya Gishmeyitstaba, and he washed himself by the dew of the heaven, meaning he didn't shower or bathe, he just cleaned himself outside. Adisare Kanishrin Riva, until his hair grew like eagle's feathers. I don't know what that means. With Tifroy Kitsiprin, and his nails were like talons. So he was not taking care of himself. Tails were like what? Talons. Like a, a bird has those yeah. sharp talons. So uh, so it all it's all happening. Pasak Laman Aleph, 31. But, yeah, please. Seven periods means seven years? We said there were, we had a machlokus about it. There were different... He's saying seven years. Where did he say seven years? At the end of the years, I never could raise my... Right. In the article, they put it at the end of the seven periods of years. They try to insert that. To make it even more complicated, our question on the Yosef interpretation. Also seven, also years. seven years. Very good. Very good. That's also another parallel. This is not seven years. Well, it's seven, at least it's seven, it's seven time period. periods. Seven periods. All right, where, where, where was the first time it was mentioned? Here. The length of each period is not clear. This is back in uh, Pusik Yud Gimel. The length of each period is not clear. It could be a day, month, season, or year. Rabag points out that Nebuchadnezzar's madness must have covered a long span of time since his hair grew like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's talons. So it couldn't have just been seven days because... Yeah. Months. Months, maybe, but even that, it's not like a... It's not that drastic. Yeah, seven what, months. What are they describing about his hair growing? And yeah, he, he was like an animal, but he was like an animal. He didn't take care of himself. His hair grew like... I don't know what eagle's feathers... Eagle's feathers don't grow probably that much. But, but I guess they're big. So it just grew and grew and grew. He looked like an animal. He was not. He wasn't put together. He didn't. He didn't have like the chosh of a jacket and a nice haircut and you know nicely manicured fingernails. He was the king, but he looked like an animal. He looked like a vilbuchaya. Yeah. 
literally. <laughs> he was hanging out with the Vildechayas. My mother used to call Yeah, exactly. But she didn't mean it like this. This is the, this is next level of Vildechayas. Nuhanetsu took it very literally, Vildechayas. <laughs> you know, if it was seven years, I would have just said at the end of seven years. Seven years. Okay, so why does he even say periods? So over here, what he is saying is at the end of the years. Right. So yes. it may have been half years. Right, it could be. Right, right. Could have been quarter years. Which would be a year and a half. Could be. It could be more than a year. It could be it was seven year and a half periods. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So it was a year and change. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but again this is Nuchanetzar who's describing it this way. Uh, I guess no in the dream he had it in the dream. It's had seven periods of time. Okay. Fine, now this is the end, here's the end of his punishment. Lamad Aleph, 31. So at the end of some period of time, some unidentified seven yeah. periods of time. My eyes turn to heaven. I raise my eyes to heaven, meaning he was like an animal, he was on all fours, so he wasn't looking up, right? He was walking, when a person walks on all fours, if they do that, your head is down. Well, a person who stands up, your head is, your eyes are much closer to Shemayim. So this is a reference so to saying they, they're telling the book that Nesir was down all fours. Since he walked on all fours, he was an animal. In his mind, he was an animal. He lost his sanity. He was going on all fours, and he looks up now to Shemayim. He stands up again. Umandi Allah Yisuv, and my senses return to me. Uli Ilah. So what was his first? What was the first act that he did when he came back to his senses? Was the first act that he did? Uli Ilah. I blessed Hashem. And I gave glory and splendor to Chai Alma, to the one who's the eternal king, the Sholtone, Sholton Olam, whose rulership and whose dominion is that of eternity. And his kingdom is for all generations. So, Nebuchadnezzar again. Ranashalem's kingdom is all Exactly. Ranashalem's kingdom is for all generations. So, again, Nebuchadnezzar is coming to an even higher recognition of Hashem. The Mepharshim say that what, what he was missing was, Nebuchadnezzar, we talked about this a little, I think, when it came to the fiery pit with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that Nebuchadnezzar thought he recognized there was Hashem. He had seen miracles. He had seen Daniel interpret the dream and tell him what his dream was. He had seen Hanan and Mishal Mazarius survive this fiery furnace. He knew there was a what God. Other people didn't even, weren't even thrown into it and burned it, and even those people, ever right, he saw a tremendous Nisim, but he didn't think that Hashem actually cared about people who weren't... And he saw a Malach inside. That he saw a Malach, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Nebuchadnezzar had seen some pretty heavy miracles, but he didn't believe that Hashem cared about anybody besides the Jewish people. He thought that the system was, Hashem is this overarching, you know, the king of all kings, but then, you know, he kind of doesn't care on the, about the exact details of every kingdom, of every, you know, non-Jewish, non-believer. He didn't, he didn't care about those people. So for that, you know, Nebuchadnezzar still had his Baal he had his, his God, who was still effective, who was his person, and, you know, Hashem dealt with the Jewish people. But now he's come to the recognition that Hashem, who's the Melch Malchem Lachem, actually runs every aspect of the world, not just the Jewish people's aspect, not just that, you know, part of, of history. But he cares about every single detail and he's running every single kingdom and even Uchanetzar is under his direct uh, dominion and therefore he has to uh, recognize that. So that's the recognition that Uchanetzar came to. Okay. 
And that's why he gave a blessing to Hashem. That's why that was his first his first reaction was that he gave a blessing to Hashem. He recognized that Hashem is uh, is relevant in, in his life. Okay, pasuk Lamed Beis thirty two. And all inhabitants of the world, it's as if they're not here. They're nothing compared to Hashem. And he acts according to how he wants. It's up to his desire and his will. In the heavens, Hashem decides and, and runs the world as he sees fit. Uh, he can do with what he, he can mit, manipulate uh, all the people who live in this world. Well, like Isai, the Yamcha, the Yode, there's no, there's no one who could protest and and change his mind. The nobody could say to Hashem, God, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why are you doing that? No one has that ability. Hashem does as he sees fit, and no one has a say in the matter. So here, uh, Nuchanetzar is giving Musr to himself. He's saying in his letter, he's writing to the people and saying, I didn't recognize this, I didn't realize this, and actually Hashem is the only one who has the ability to, uh, to, uh, to, say, uh, to say anything. Okay. Um, Lam Gimel. Bey Zimda. At that time, Menadi Yisuvalai. My senses returned to me. I came back to the kingdom. This is unbelievable. So he was acting like a, an animal for, let's say, seven years or seven periods of time. And all of a sudden, his senses come back. And the people take him right back as the king. I mean, he clearly wasn't a stable, a stable person. Like, you, you'd think maybe they'd be a little cautious. But I think you see just, like, how how superior he was as a human being how sharp his intellect was he was clearly the reason he was clearly supposed to be the king when he was insane when he was acting like an animal so then there was no space for him in the palace they couldn't have him as a king for the second he came back to his senses he was so superior to everyone else that there was no there was no place for him to be besides as the king I think it doesn't matter what do you mean he's superiority of being a human being on his level it doesn't matter if Hashem decides that's true people will like well, him or so you're not saying, like him. I, I'm trying to say a little bit more of a natural reason you're saying that Hashem made it that they wanted him back yeah. it doesn't matter if he's intelligent or not okay that's true that's true I wonder who ruled during yeah I, yeah I don't either right it's a good question that's a good question maybe just like the they, they kind of had like a makeshift vice president or the vice president yeah I don't know yeah, it's like he was impeached for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's affecting me. <laughs> okay. Uh, exactly. Fine. So at that time, Nuchanetz said, "My, I returned to Uvilikar Malchusei Hadri. I came back to the king, to the kingdom. Vizivi Yisuvalai, and my appearance also returned. He didn't. He wasn't unkempt anymore. Vili Hadvorai Virav Ravona Yevaun." And the ministers and all those people now began to seek my advice again. And I was reestablished over my kingdom. And Scott, this is what I was referring to before. I even got extra, additional greatness was given to me. So it sounds like this experience had some sort of effect on him. Besides the fact that he recognized Hashem, he also grew from the experience. He also became more aware of, of uh, you know, he was able to, to be even a, more intelligent and, and a, a better king. Um, 
uh, after after this this instance. So the footnote here now, the Alshech Kodesh points out that the curiosity throughout the entire letter, the king entitles himself King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, oh very good. And at the, at the end, next Bosik, yeah. Very good, very good. Okay, we'll get there. That's the next Bosik. He learns the letter. Exactly. That is exactly. Okay. That's the scouts. I was about to. I was about to say that. That's you took the words out of my mouth. Lama Dalid, last pasuk in the parak. Ka'an. So Nuchanetzar signing off on this letter. Ka'an anon Nuchanetzar. So now I Nuchanetzar. After I told you this whole story. Mishabachu miroimim umahadol lemelach shemaya. I am praising. I'm exalting. I'm glorifying the King of the heavens. The Chol Ma'avdoihi Keshoit. For all of his actions are true. Var Chosei Din and his paths are righteous. V'di Mahal. And and anybody who follows his ways will be able to walk in his ways. He can walk proudly. It's amazing. And he's humble. And he's humble. I'm sorry, you're right. And who's able to to be humble within within him? will be able to walk proudly. Can you imagine if a letter went out to the entire world from somebody the entire world recognized? In our times, the, 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 the world didn't recognize that Nebuchadnezzar was a king. They did. He was the king of the world. And this is his letter. Yeah. Well, I, I'm assuming it had some effect on the people. I don't know. We don't know. We are sitting on this side of the We don't recognize that Nebuchadnezzar was a king. He was the king of Babylon, and the time when Babylon and the world. Yeah. So what you're saying is a lesson for us. Yeah. It's a lesson for all time. Absolutely. So what happened? I mean, people forget. We move on. These things. Like it didn't happen. I mean, it's a historical. It's a story. It's a story now. It's this is historically people. This is what happened. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, it, I mean, we can read it. We can be it's inspired because it's his story. Exactly with the capital H. Yeah. No, no. It's no, Nebuchadnezzar's story. Oh, this time. Yeah. So it's, it's his story. It didn't happen to me. Right. I guess. But I'm saying, if imagine if if today. You know, all the leaders of the world came out together and they issued a statement saying, Hashem, the Jewish God, the God of the Jewish people is the Melech Malchem. I mean, Nobody uh, uh, well, I, the whole world. We're sitting on a very interesting precipice at this stage. An interesting what? Precipice. A precipice. We're at the, at the point, uh, we're at a very interesting point in the world today where the entire world is really sort of an upside down space. You know, the, the President of the United States just got finished taking out a, a, a leader the day after the solutions. It was the day after the, the, when Trump had, what's his name, it was the day after the solutions. Yeah, but the world is not ready to recognize Hashem yet. How do we know? They're not. We're, we're not that far away, though. It could be. I think we're it going to something similar here. In yeah, the I think it's going to be even better. There's going to be, it looks like there might be also, for the first time, a Yid is going to run against Trump. How about that? <laughs> yeah. It's not always a good thing. Yeah. Well, he, he might be elected. If Trump Again, Trump might down, I can't imagine having a Jewish president of the United States, but it's very possible with what's going on right yeah. now. He's gonna, he's he running. Okay. Well, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's they gonna, might run. He's running. He's running. They he's might run. run. But it ain't gonna happen. Because the world's not ready to have Jewish we, we've never. This type of Jewish president. Most people don't even know it's Jewish. That's uh, not. They're making a big deal about talking about. Talking about Bernie Sanders. We've never had a Jew running for president before. We did. We did. Who? Lieberman. Lieberman. Yeah. Governor. Yeah. He was governor of what? Uh, Connecticut. 
Connecticut. He was the governor of Connecticut. He was the vice president for. Uh, Who's the vice president? Al Gore for for somebody. He ran as vice president. He didn't serve. Right? Yeah. He didn't go through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, back to our back to back to Danielle. Yeah, but it's just an unbelievable thing. The entire world got this letter from the king of the world. The king of the world. The human king of the world saying, everyone should know the Jewish king is superior. The Jewish king is supreme. King is supreme. It's just an unbelievable thing. It must have been an amazing, amazing feeling to be the Jew, to be a Jew at that time. We were in Gullus, the base of English was destroyed. We weren't probably in the greatest state, and then all of a sudden the king who destroyed our base Amigdash issues this letter saying I can't deny it. It's just, it's yeah. too clear to just me. because I destroyed the king's house doesn't mean I'm the king. Right, right, exactly. Is he going to rebuild it? He's not going to rebuild it, no. We're actually Why moving not? on from Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, at least for, for our purposes, is, is over. I know, if he's trying to be true on something, to, he has some, this sort of recognition, what happened to him. Won't he try to rebuild what he destroyed? It's a good question. It's a good question. Just get some hot water. Please. Save, save me just yeah, uh, don't you know, have to ask permission. I didn't <laughs> think it was such a big deal. Anyone else want some tea? He recognized who Hashem is just now. Yeah. Maybe he didn't have, I mean, maybe his time maybe, ran out. Maybe, maybe his time maybe, ran out as Maybe king. Hashem didn't allow him. Yeah. Yeah. But um, okay, let's see. Now, now it's going to be the next, the next one to the next game. So uh, we'll, running out of time. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we discuss it much more. Yeah, I don't know historically where where he ended up, but now the Mukhanetsar. I don't know what happened. This quant- what, what, how do we make this quantum leap? I mean, this is this this is the this is the destruction of Balshazar. Yeah, that's what we're up to. This is this is where, this is where the famous hand shows. Yeah, exactly. The writing on the wall. Can't you read the writing on the wall? So so it's interesting though. Here, the, there's a little yeah. There's a little there's a little historical uh, confusion here. It seems who Belshazzar was. Belshazzar was the king of Babel. That we know. So he had a son, Evil Merodach. Evil, evil Mirodech, evil Mirodech. Yeah, he was his son. Right. Now we don't talk about it at all. The Nach in, in the in Daniel, we don't talk. We totally skip that chapter. He definitely was king for twenty three years. That's not de- that's not debated. So he was king for twenty three years, and we don't mention it at all in the Sefer. We kind of just skip over it. So some say it's because we want to, you know, keep the two evil kings next to each other, Belshazzar and Nebuchadnezzar. We don't want to tell you the story about how evil Mirodech came in and he remo- rescinded some of Nebuchadnezzar's evil. Decree. He uh, he was he was not the worst of kings. So that that part of the story is not really as necessary. So Belshazzar was either Evel Mirodech's brother, a son of Nuhanatsar. That's an unpopular opinion. The more popular opinion was that Belshazzar was the grandson of Nuhanatsar. So the grandson of Nuhanatsar, we've now moved two generations down. So Vashti was his sister. Vashti was his daughter, I believe, right? Daughter of Nuhanatsar. Uh, right. So that would make. The great granddaughter of granddaughter, I thought it was. Nebuchadnezzar was either well, it's Machlokas, I think, okay. but he was either the he was either the grandfather of Belshazzar or the father of Belshazzar. That's what it says over here. I think somewhere I read on there's a there's here it's in one it says there was a disagreement about who this Belshazzar was. Rashi says that both Belshazzar and Elmeroidech, who ruled before him, were sons of Nebuchadnezzar. But the consensus of the commentators that Belshazzar was Elvo Mirodech's son. Yeah, his grandson. Yeah, Menuhanetzer's grandson, right. Based, exactly, based on the puzzle in Nirmio. 
and even though sometimes Nebuchadnezzar is re- referred to as a father, right, right, in your yo, right. Okay, okay, let's keep going. Let's try to finish up over here. Let's get in a pus- another pusik or two. Where are you starting now? Parakeh now. Parakeh. Let's just get in. Let's just get in one or two psukim. Belshazzar. Uh, so so now we're moved on to the next to the next uh, next king of Bavel. Belshazzar Malko Avid Lechem Rav Lechem Rav. Belshazzar. So this is actually very connected to the Purim story. Belshazzar made a great party. Lirav Rivanoihi Alaf for all of his thousands thousands of nobles. Uh, and um, he drank wine. They drank a lot of wine before in front of these guests. And what was the nature of this party? Anybody know? It was the uh, calculation of the seventy years of the destruction of the temple. Exactly. Exactly. Right. This is exactly of the base of This is where the ba- this is where the Purim story really starts, right? Um, or at least the background to the Purim story. Right. First, he was the first one to make the mistake. Achashverosh also made a mistake in calculating those seventy years. There was a nevuah. There was a prophecy from Yirmiyo saying that the the, the gullus, the exile between the first base Amidish and the second base Amidish would last 70 years. Belshazzar assumed, wrongly, but he assumed that the 70 year calculation started from the Nebuchadnezzar's uh, appointing, being appointed as, a, as king. So based on that calculation, this was 70 years later for when Nebuchadnezzar became king, and if that's the case, the Jewish God forgot about the Jewish people. This is cause for celebration. They took out the vessels of the Besam Mikdash, something that they had not touched because they were concerned they didn't want to you know, get Hashem angry at them. They knew Hashem was still a, a force to be reckoned with, exactly, so they didn't want to get Him angry. But once they saw the 70 years had passed and Hashem hadn't done anything, so they said, fine, we see that Hashem doesn't care about the Jewish people anymore. Let's party, let's use the, uh, the vessels from the Besam Mikdash. And that was a big mistake, as we will see <laughs> next week. Yeah, yeah. They went all out. Big mistake. Oh yeah, a big party. A big party and a big, big mistake. Big mistake. Yeah, and then and then his. Can you extrapolate the other? Does that mean big parties are a big mistake? Uh, I don't know. Always. I see my shots. Is not a. It was a big party. That wasn't a big that mistake. Was a, that was. That was a party. That was a party. Uh, it was a party. Okay. We'll continue next week. And we're touching. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Yes. If you want to, I'll just make an all mikhil. I'll make an all mikhil for you. It's such a pleasure to be with you. Oh, good.